This is TechCrunch. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out the Hustle Daily Show. More than 3 million young professionals read the Hustle Daily's email for its irreverent and informative takes on business and tech news. Now they have a daily podcast called the Hustle Daily Show, where their team of writers break down the biggest business headlines in 10 minutes or less and explain why you should care about them. They'll also do deep dives on topics like why it's nearly impossible to buy an original Bob Ross painting. I recommend the show about a university that's using a hologram of Albert Einstein to teach science. Search for The Hustle Daily Show in your favorite podcast app. Brought to you by Panasonic, a company that continuously creates the technologies that move us all forward. And this year, you can join them when they bring new tech innovations to the first-ever all-digital CES starting January 11th. Get your access pass at panasonic.com slash CES. Astronaut Anne McLean on designing and piloting the next generation of spacecraft. By Devin Coldaway. NASA recently announced the astronauts who will be taking part in the Artemis missions, and among them is Anne McLean, who spent 203 days in orbit and conducted two spacewalks on the ISS. With the space industry looking nothing like it did 10 years ago and new spacecraft and technologies on the rise, McLean shares her thoughts about how she and other astronauts would be embracing the future. Lieutenant Colonel McLean's time aboard the ISS spanned from December 2018 to June of 2019, meaning her ascent and descent were both aboard Russia's Soyuz capsules, as astronauts have gotten to and from space since the shuttle days. The Artemis missions, however, will use a variety of new launch vehicles and spacecraft. And while she didn't get to fly a Dragon capsule, she did get to check one out while it was docked at the station. I was so happy to have flown the Soyuz because it's such a reliable basic spacecraft. It's almost like flying a piece of history, knowing I was going to be able to compare that to other vehicles in the future, she said. I had the opportunity when I was on space station when DM-1 flew. And so being able to float into that and look at their screens, their monitors, you notice right away that the technology has advanced to where it looks like the inside of a commercial airliner. Astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken were the first to pilot a Dragon in orbit and said afterwards that it was certainly different, partly due to the reliance on touchscreens as primary interfaces for many spacecraft functions. McLean emphasized the difficulty of getting software to the point where it can be trusted with someone's life. Most of the vehicles that we're using now are very heavy on software, lots of touchscreens, not so much valves that were physically moving. It's more like a software relay. But that adds a huge amount of complexity because, as your readers are probably well aware, approving software and the reliability of software is difficult, she explained. We're always looking at the question of when should a human be in the loop and when should it be automated? And if it's automated, how can we prove the software has reliability sufficient for human spaceflight? At some point, you have to say, you know what? If this happens, we're going to put a human in the loop just so you're not paralyzed by 10 years of software testing. As a pilot herself, McLean naturally has opinions on this, and like Hurley and Behnken, worked with SpaceX early on. I was fortunate to work with Bob and Doug advising SpaceX early on in their cockpit controls, and I think where they got, it's a really incredible machine, she said. 
while noting that the Orion and Starliner craft received similar attentions from experts like her. Flexibility was chief among the desired aspects. If things go even a little off-script, they need the tools to be flexible and not self-limiting. I think, pilots, we always want options, right? Whatever happens, we want options. As much as we try to predict scenarios on the ground, we're always keenly aware that something could happen that wasn't predicted. And at that point, we want options, she said. We want to understand our systems well enough to be able to interact with them in ways that maybe they're not directly designed to do. So it's really important for me that the software doesn't take options off the table. That's one of the reasons why at NASA they look at the Apollo 13 case when we had to use hardware and software and the vehicle in ways that we'd never predicted. When I asked whether it was different or strange to work with newer companies like Blue Origin, McLean pointed out that really the only new thing there is the name. I've worked with these companies enough to know something, and that's that, yes, that company name has not built a spacecraft, but there are people in those halls that have built spacecraft. The talent that built the space shuttle and space station is spread out all over the commercial industry now, which is exactly what NASA wants to do. That is our human capital, she explained. The other thing I'm confident about is the way NASA partners with these companies for test programs and design reviews. It's extremely thorough. So by the time that rocket has me on top of it on a pad, I'm confident in the checks and balances we have in place. Lastly, I asked about whether any conveniences of modern consumer tech had made it more bearable to spend long periods of time in space, for instance, the fairly recent capability to do video calls. McLean was quick to answer in the positive. What you said is exactly it. Imagine if we were in this pandemic and weren't able to video chat. We're already feeling disconnected from our loved ones. And, you know, feeling disconnected is the same whether you're on the other side of the country or you're in space. So the ability for us to be able to see our parents' faces on the screen and talk to them, it really does wonders, she said. And it's not just morale. You know, you start looking at six-month, 12-month missions. It's really maintaining the psyche, maintaining human mental health. So that technology, it helps bring Earth up into the spaceship with us. McLean is one of 18 astronauts who will take part in the missions leading up to the planned moon landing. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.